Hello, everyone. Welcome back to What's Poppin' with Zach. Episode 9. Alright, so, <laughs> again, uh, completely completely going off, off the top of my head for this episode, because what else is new? That's just, it might as well just be my formula, like, well, except for next episode, which, so, episode 10 is gonna be longer than normal, so... I'm going to take a week off, or not a week, but the next, well, yeah, a week technically. So next episode, episode 10 will probably come out next Saturday. I'm recording this Friday night slash Saturday morning. It's past 12 a.m. Um, so I, because I, I want to talk about very specific things I just need to figure out what they are so I need to plan it out and I need to plan out like when I'm going to talk about each thing and like kind of splice it all together but um you know I'm I'm not I'm not really uh, worrying about that right now I'm just want to focus on what I've got going on right now and then you know when the time comes for me to start focusing on that which will probably be like Monday or whatever then I'll get into worrying about all that, but anyway, so, I, so, it's a good thing I, I did stay up, because I, I forgot to record this, um, earlier today, but I stayed up, because, so, let me give, let me, let me just put some background here, hold on, um, so, you guys all know Fortnite, right? Good. Okay. Don't need to. Don't need to talk about what it is, because it, it's everywhere at this point. Everyone should know what it is. Anyway, so for the longest time, I have had I have had Fortnite uninstalled off of my Xbox. I have not touched it since season ten, I think. Like when and when I say like touch that, I mean like. Like, actually, like, grinded on it and, like, played, like, played it a lot and, like, really, like, put time and effort into it. That's the last time I did any of that with the game. I had, I've had it deleted since then until a few days ago because it was announced that Travis Scott was doing an in-game event in Fortnite. So, I reinstalled the game. And, you know, I, I just, I just sat through the event. That's, that's why I'm up. It, the event was at 12. So I was just like, you know what, might as well just stay up, you know, cause I missed it the first time, the first few times it, it, uh, it happened. So when I saw, when I was in game and I looked at the counter on the stage, I figured, all right, might as well stay up and, you know, be able to actually experience it. Cause I didn't want to just like sit through it on YouTube, because I feel like just watching it on YouTube and not actually getting, like, being able to, like, be in it and play, play through it or whatever wouldn't be as fun, so, you know, and I was completely right, that is probably Fortnite's best event yet, and I honestly don't think anything can top it, like, 
I'm even, like, I'm not even just talking about, like, the stuff that they've done with, like, when it comes to collaborations, like, the their Air Jordan collaboration, their Marvel stuff, uh, the Marshmallow concert they did, the Major Laser concert they did. I'm I'm talking about, like, even, like, the, the stuff that relates to, like, the game itself, like, all the, like, end-of-season events that they've had, like, for, like, these, like, the last few seasons. Even including those... I think the Travis Scott event is the best one by far because not only is it just just they got a really great artist to do an event for but also it's just the visuals and the way they like mixed his songs together it all just like worked so well and to be honest I'm the next time it comes around, the next the next time, like, the next, uh, I guess, concert you would say it is, I think it's sometime, like, I don't even, uh, it's sometime tomorrow, technically, you know, Saturday, but, um, I'm gonna try to catch it, I'm, after I'm done recording this, I'm probably gonna check, I'm probably gonna go back in-game and check how long until the next one so I so hopefully I don't miss it by like sleeping in too late but so I'm trying to think off the top of my head so they did sicko mode stargazing goosebumps and the scots which is the a, a song that he just came out with with um kid cuddy I think those were the only four because I think they, they took. Oh yeah, that was because like they spread out part. They spread out each of the parts from sicko mode, from like the beginning, middle, and end of it. Oh yeah, no, they also did highest in the room. So five songs in total. But I mean, it's definitely worth it. So if you have Fortnite installed. Well, I'm I'm sure everyone's probably already seen the event, whether they actually like went in game to participate or they just watched it on YouTube. It's still it's still a fun event. I I hope they get another artist to do an event like that. I know it's never gonna be on the same scale because like obviously like it's based off of Travis Scott's album Astro World, so it's the, it's supposed to be a very visual experience, and that's why they went all out. But I feel like there are other artists that they could collaborate with and do something kind, like kind of as cool. But who knows? We'll we'll find out. But um, also, uh, now I'm just like really hooked into playing Fortnite again, mainly because it's been so long since I've played, and also. The fact that, so, the other night, when I finally was, like, able to, like, start playing, because I was waiting for it to download for the entire, like, other few days, um, I went, I went into the, I went into it, and then I went into the, the item shop, because I wanted to buy the Travis Scott skin as well. I, like, I know I probably wasn't going to be able to buy everything out of the set, but I just at least wanted his skin. I went in. The skin was 1,500 V-Bucks. I only had 150 at the time. So, 
Uh, I redeemed some stuff on Xbox. I got $10. I bought, you know, like a thousand V-Bucks. Still wasn't enough, so I was just like, alright. I did some quick math, and I realized if I grinded my ass off, and I didn't waste any more V-Bucks, if I bought the Battle Pass, I could work my way up to enough V-Bucks to buy the skin. So that's what I'm doing right now when it comes to the game. But I I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to end up still playing the game even after I get the skin. Just because, I don't know, I starting to get bored of every other game I've been playing. Like, I've been playing Rainbow. Ranked has been... Has not been kind to me. Ranked Siege has not been kind to me. I don't know why I started to play it. I've just gotten that bored during quarantine that... I'm just like, fuck it. I'll do anything right now to, like... Have a... Like, have a focus to, like, distract me from whatever. It's just... Um... I think the only game that's been somewhat fun to, like, hop on every once in a while is Star Wars Battlefront 2, just because, you know, you could, you could play that game, like, seriously, like, you could actually go in and, like, your aim to, like, have the aim be, like, play the objective, get kills, and just finish the match, but you could also have fun, like, you could go in there with, like, friends and just, like, fuck around, especially if you get, like, Especially if you both end up with hero characters. You could just go around like fucking with people the entire time. Um, I don't know. Video games have been like a hit or miss for me during quarantine. I've been on and off of playing them. Like there will be days where literally I just do nothing but play games. And then there will be other days where I don't even want to touch a single game. I don't know why just how it is um what up damn it now i i definitely had something that i wanted to talk about that was besides the whole Fortnite thing oh yeah that's what it was um the 1975's new song that came out thursday if you're too shy let me know what a fucking slapper bro what a what a god tier song like that is one of their best songs just ever it's so the hype for that song had been building up for a while because they had played it at live shows i see i had went to a 1975 concert but they hadn't played it at that one because i i guess i the show i just went to was like kind of too early for them to be playing it because I went back in November, and um, they didn't start playing it till maybe January or February. But anyway, a lot of people had uploaded their performance of the song live, and I, I was gonna watch it, but then when I, I guess when I kind of saw just how like excited people were, I was like, maybe I should hold off and wait till it officially releases. So, literally, I I heard like fifteen seconds of the song, on in a TikTok, and that was it. I didn't hear anything else, and I was just, I was blown away by how truly amazing it was. Like, it, like the whole thing, the production, Maddie Healy's vocals, the lyrics, it all just, like, it was all 
perfect. And I could not be happier with a song like that. And I... I guess a lot of people... Well, I mean, I guess the... Like, the song is about, like, e-girls and stuff like that. Which I, I definitely understand through the lyrics. But... That's just, like, that's a weird topic for a song. Especially, like, in the, like, the, I guess just how the song sounds, you you wouldn't think it's it's a subject like that. And, just, like, by the title, it wouldn't. The title can imply something sexual, I guess. Like, I guess, like, if you're with your, with your partner. Like, say... Say you're with a girl, and, like, you go to have sex, and, like, she's, like, she, like, doesn't want to get, like, fully undressed, so, like, she doesn't, like, take off her shirt or anything, or maybe she does, she just doesn't take off, like, her bra or whatever. It's, like, I guess in that, I guess, because, I mean, hey, the 1975, their whole first album was, like, in every song, there was at least one one lyric or something relating to sex. So, this isn't, like, out of their wheelhouse. It's just, you know. But anyway. <laughs> my, uh, oh man, I, I don't know. My brain's just been kind of everywhere lately. Especially with some stuff that's been happening, but... We won't get into that right now. We will just move on. And so another thing I wanted to talk about because so this is this is a topic that has been going around the internet for a while now. And I like I didn't hop on it right away. I didn't hop on the hype for it. I I like I and I just did I didn't want to like cave in and just like just follow the crowd when it came to it. But I finally, like, I think it was just, you know what? Let me, let me set the scene. So I was on TikTok and out of nowhere, I, I kept seeing these videos of people dance, of people doing like a shoulder roll dance type of thing to to an audio which I get I don't know if it's like it's the audio is the song that's playing in the audio it's uh it's Playdate by Melanie Martinez I don't know if it's like a I've I've heard the song before cuz I've listened to that whole album that it's off of but I don't know if it's like I don't know if they changed how the song sounds or if they slowed it down or like sped it up or anything. It's been a while since I've heard it. But I was like, "All right, why is everyone doing this? Where what is where is this coming from?" So, I get to one video and I click I click on the audio. And I go to the original video. Turns out everyone it has been imitating Timothy Chalamet's dance from Call Me By Your Name, which he does at some, like, party scene or whatever. I don't know. I haven't, 
I have not seen Call Me By Your Name, I'll be honest. Um, but that just kind of sent me into a spiral, and now I am obsessed with Timothy Chalamet. I... This happened so quick, and just even further solidifies this phase in my life where I am obsessed with anyone and anything that is more talented or more attracted or more attractive than me because I just I well no I I I definitely do know what it is about Timothy Chalamet that just makes me want to keep like watching stuff about him and like looking at like photos of him and stuff like that but it's just This happens to me every time I find out about something new. Whether it be music, or an actor, or a book, or this or that. This is always what happens. So, if you see me post a picture wearing a shirt that just has Timothy Chalamet's face on it, don't be surprised, because it might happen. I might order one off of Amazon or somewhere, Etsy, Depop, I don't know. I'll find one and I'll wear it everywhere. <laughs> but it's just, so I I was like, I don't want to watch one of his, I don't want to watch like a big movie that he did, that he's done. Like, obviously there's Call Me By Your Name, there's Lady Bird, there's Little Women, there's Beautiful Boy. He was also in Interstellar, but his part was very small. He he did that when he was a bit younger. But so I was I was looking through uh, the movies he's done, and I found one called Hot Summer Nights, where he plays this kid who becomes who like starts selling weed with a guy he meets. And then, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a teen coming-of-age romance slash suspense movie. I don't want to give anything away, but just know the last maybe, like, 15, 20 minutes, I was not expecting at all. With the tone, the tone of the movie completely shifts towards the end. It will completely throw you for a loop when you get there. Um, but it honestly, I was like, I was very. First of all, I I do like the movie. I'm not like I'm not saying I I don't like it. I have seen people say that it's like, it's a very basic movie, which I don't agree with at all. It's not it's not basic in the slightest. It's. It's a lot more like interesting than I thought it would be just by the description of it. It's like I've seen I've seen enough movies that involve teen romance, that involve, you know, drugs, that involve whatever. But to see them all blended together in a style like that, I was not expecting. And also the music throughout it is amazing. Like it's just it's top tier. So, 
definitely go watch it. Um, it's free right now if you have Amazon Prime Video, so if you have it, go watch it before they take it off, because they take off movies very quick. Like, I remember uh, not that long ago, I watched Almost Famous on Amazon Prime Video. The next day, literally the next day, it was you had to buy or rent it. It wasn't free anymore. I got so lucky with with that timing, but, um, just after hearing the amount that people had hyped up Timothy Chalamet's acting, when I sat down and I watched Hot Summer Nights, I was like, all right, yeah, this kid, he can, he can definitely act, like, he, he, he definitely did, like, a better job than anyone else in the movie, so I'm just... I'm definitely going to watch more of his stuff when I get the chance. I just, like, I know I want to watch, like, I'm definitely going to watch some of his, like, bigger movies now. It's just, I'm still very unsure about watching Call Me By Your Name. Because. So, I had ob- I had obviously heard about Call Me By Your Name when it came out and, you know, recently. And I was like, me me not wanting to watch it has nothing to do with the fact that it's, uh, it's about a gay couple. I don't care. If if you want to be gay, be gay. If you want to be lesbian, be lesbian. If you want to be whatever, be whatever. I don't I don't care. I don't judge people about shit like that. It's just when I started looking into like some of the, some of the details about the movie more. First of all, it's it's a it's a seventeen year old and a twenty four year old that are that are the the couple of the movie, which that already is was like raised some red flags for me because I was like, and I know I know people have said like oh well like laws for stuff like that is different in Italy, which is where the movie's set. But it, I mean, it's, it's a movie being shown to American audiences. Like, it's not, it's not exactly, like, the location and, like, like, the laws behind that location don't really matter when you're, you're giving it to American audiences because it just, it's bound to, like, people are bound to see it as problematic and, like, gross and, you know. Even if, even if he is only a year away from eighteen, or maybe a few months, whatever, it that doesn't matter. He's still eighteen. That's still not legal. That's still not like legal when it comes to how the U.S. views it. So obviously, that was a bit of a problem. Then I found out that the author of the movie has now I don't I'm not saying this like don't quote me on this because I don't remember specifically but he had like he got in trouble uh, he got in trouble for like something regarding like child pornography or something like that it's it's in that like area of like you definitely should not 
be you should not have that stuff on your phone or on your computer or just anywhere associated with with you so at that point I was like all right I don't think I'm gonna watch this movie but it's just I want to see because like everyone says that that is his best role which you could definitely argue because of the other big movies he's been in like I don't think I don't think he's like I don't think he's going to be remembered for call me by your name for the rest of his life. He he's going to have he he's going to be the main character in the new adaptation of Dune. I think when it comes to near future, he'll be more remembered for that than he will be for call me by your name because Dune is such a a sci-fi classic and it's there was already a movie made about it in the 80s. So obviously it's like this is a big deal for like not only just like oh like not only just for like sci-fi people but also just movie people in general because people see uh Dune the the original Dune as like such a such a great film and such a classic film so it's like a lot of people are just excited to see how the new one compares to it so I definitely I definitely think he'll be more remembered for that than Call Me by Your Name. It's just I I don't know. Maybe I will watch it, maybe I won't. It's still I'm still trying to decide. I but even even if I do decide, I don't know when I'm going to watch it. Like if I decide to, I don't know when I'm going to cuz I don't know. It's I kind of want to I kind of want my first time watching it to be with somebody. Like I don't want to watch it by myself. I don't know why. I just I just have a feeling I'd have a better I'd have a better experience watching a movie like that with someone else because obviously it's a romance movie, so like I'm going to cry if I watch it. So like I would like to like cry with someone for a chance for a change instead of crying by myself. And yes, I cry by myself a lot, especially when I'm watching movies or TV. I there's there's a lot of movies that have made me cry. There's you know I have I you know just looking over at my at like my uh fucking shelf. And seeing like all my movies, I can already, I could just like look through the movies that I can like see straight at me, and just know the ones that have made me cry before. And obviously, there's movies I've watched. I you know what? I'll be honest. I don't think I started crying at movies until I was in my teens. Uh, maybe because like. Growing up, I just didn't understand parts of movies that you, that I was supposed to cry at or, like, that I would see, like, my family members cry at or whatever. I, it wasn't until I, I was a bit older that I started crying to movies and TV and stuff like that. I, th- to be honest, I think the hardest I've ever cried to a movie... And I'm not saying crying as in just, like, being sad. 
or being upset. Like, I'm just saying crying, just like, it could be upset, or it could be sad, it could be happy crying, it could be, you know, whatever. I think the hardest I cried was when I went to go see Avengers Endgame in theaters. Uh, and if if you really need, if if you've seen that movie and you really, and you still really need to know which part of what it was, it was the portal scene. That, that was probably the most emotional movie moment for me ever because I have grown up loving superheroes and they've always been a part of my life, whether it be movies or TV shows or toys or whatever. I just, there was never a time in my life where superheroes weren't like, a part of me, so, and, like, I've grown up watching the MCU, I've, I've seen almost every, I have not seen every MCU movie, I'll be honest, I've missed a few here and there, but I've seen a majority of it, I've seen, if, like, I've seen, like, I have seen more than half of it, and there's, well, if there's 23 movies, I'd say I've seen maybe 18 or 19 is my best guess as to how many. I don't know. I would have to actually go through the ones that I haven't seen and like count. But seeing every single character that I have grown up watching come together in a single movie... And then proceed to work together. Because it's not its not even just the portal scene. It's that entire battle. The entire final battle of Endgame. I am just a mess whenever I watch it. Like even when I watch it at home I still get the same way. I've watched it I think. I saw it three times in theaters. And I've seen it three times at home. I have cried every single time when it gets to that part. Like sometimes, it, like when I was at home and I was watching it, it even got so bad to the point where I, I could barely even like see the screen because of how like just how like blurry my eyes were from how many tears were in my eyes. But like I just just seeing every single. Marvel hero that has been introduced in the MCU come together and just beat the ever-loving shit out of Thanos and his army just makes me so happy to see. And then obviously Tony Stark's death again another like that like it's it's such a it's such a juxtaposition because it goes from me crying tears of joy and being like so just excited to watch to me just like I'm like I'm like bawling my eyes out and I just like like after I after I watch Tony's death and his funeral I just want to like curl up curl up in a ball in my bed and just go to sleep and never wake up like that's how that's how quickly it shifts for me that's how quickly the emotions of that whole like final part of that movie shift 
but what <laughs> I I don't I don't know how I'm I, I'm so sorry that I just went off on that rant about about that but all right back to Timothy Chalamet because that was that was the whole point of that was the reason that that got brought up but anyway ever just ever since I like started like being obsessed with him like I just like I've been watching stuff like interviews that he's done I've been watching like just funny moments of him just on whatever I've been watching interviews he's done with like Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, uh, James Corden. Uh, I watched I, I watched a bit of the Actors on Actors he did with Emma Stone, and he like he is like the perfect example of he. To be honest, he's like I can compare him to myself mainly because. The way he talks about acting in his interviews and just how passionate he is about it and just how, like, excited he is about it. I am, like, that exact same way when it comes to music. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not even just, like, saying, like, I get passionate about music when I talk about it. It's just the way he, like, the way he speaks and the way he, like, sometimes gets too ahead of himself with what he's saying. Like, I, I do stuff like that. I've definitely done it on here before. Like it's it's just the excitement of talking about something that you love just kind of gets you like it kind of gets your mind going at a million miles a minute. And sometimes you just have to like take a step back and like kind of relax before you keep going with what you're talking about. And he does that like so many times and it's just it's it's very relatable, but at the same time it's very charming and very like I don't want to say quirky, but it's just very, like, I guess quirky is, like, the best word to use. But, like, that's just such a human thing to see in someone like him. Because when you see, when you see a lot of actors do interviews, like, they always, they always seem, like, so just, like, I don't know, like, stilted in what they say when they when they talk about acting obviously there's like exceptions here and there with certain actors but like there's a like even like older actors you see like and i guess that's just because they've been doing it for so long that like it's not as exciting it's just like it's kind of just becomes more like a daily like 9 to 5 job for them like the feeling of it but I mean, he definitely has a very, very, very long career ahead of him, and I'm I'm excited to see, like, what he does next. Like, I know he's got Dune, and he's also starring in a new Wes Anderson movie. After watching Hot Summer Nights, I, my first thought immediately was, wow, he would, he would be an amazing pick for an Edgar Wright movie and then I find that kind of funny now because I didn't realize until just today that he went to he went to high school with 
Ansel Elgort, who starred in Baby Driver that was directed by Edgar Wright, which I just watched that recently. I watched Baby Driver recently, and that movie was also amazing. It's definitely in my top five now. Just just from seeing it that once, like, it's... That's one of the most just insane movies I've ever seen. Just the camera work and the details and the dialogue and the acting. It all just, like, it all just fits together so, so well. And I, like, it It makes me kind of upset that Edgar Wright didn't get to fully direct Ant-Man like he was supposed to. Because just seeing how he handled Baby Driver makes me realize just how much potential Ant-Man and probably Ant-Man and the Wasp could have had had he had stayed on board. But I mean, that's nothing against Peyton, Peyton Reed who directs the Ant-Man movies now. Like, he do, he still does a fine job. And he even, like, added a few, like, Edgar Wright-type things in the first Ant-Man movie. But at the same time, it just... it Seeing Edgar Wright's actual Ant-Man probably would have been really exciting. And it... People probably would see it as one of the best MCU movies had Edgar Wright stayed on board and directed the whole thing. But, you know, things happen in Hollywood, so can't always get what you want. It's not always it's not always the the combinations you'd expect to be just absolutely perfect and to work out flawlessly in the end don't always go how you want them to. But the thing is, like, he had been set to, he had been, like, looked at and, I guess, set to direct Ant-Man for so long. And then it all just ends because Marvel just didn't let him have as much freedom as he wanted. Which is weird because, like, now it seems like Marvel just, like, lets directors do whatever they want. Like... Taika Waititi, like, just went absolutely off the rails with... Thor Ragnarok and apparently he's going even more off the rails with Thor Love and Thunder so clearly Marvel has just said all right you do whatever you want whatever decisions you make are final we will not get in your way you do you and now they have Sam Raimi directing Doctor Strange 2 which I know a lot of people are excited for but at the same time I'm very cautious about that because well, yeah, the Evil Dead movies are great, and, you know, Spider-Man 2 is definitely a great movie. Spider-Man, his first Spider-Man movie is very mediocre to me, and Spider-Man 3, downright awful. I am kind of worried, because I don't want him to, like, well, there there's things that I don't want from him, and there's things I don't want from Marvel. I don't want Marvel to just like flat out just like force him to do all of the like crazy like effects stuff like just strictly CGI because Sam Raimi can do practical effects very well and I want I want that to be in the movie like I want like I want like him to do crazy shit with the sets and with 
Doctor Strange's powers, just all very physically and not like computer generated. But at the same time, I don't want him to restrict himself to strictly just practical effects because I feel like if that happens, then there will be parts of the movie that just do not look as great as they could. Because obviously, computer-generated effects can make nothing look like everything. And I don't want him, I don't want Sam Raimi to think that he can he can do he can turn nothing into everything with just simply practical effects because first of all there's no way Marvel and Disney even are going to have the resources to pay for that many practical effects because practical effects are expensive as hell like to do a whole big budget movie especially a big budget Disney production and Marvel Studios production with just practical effects, they there's no way Marvel would give Sam Raimi a big enough budget. And also, there obviously would just be parts of the movie that don't look as grand scale as they could. Because just from what they've said about the movie, like at Comic-Con when Scott Derrickson was still going to direct it, like the movie is definitely going to be like very... like epic and very like just intense I guess because they described it as like a horror type movie but it's not going to be fully horror so I'm expecting like a very like just extreme movie like is the best way to put it and I mean look if Sam Raimi can you know compromise with Marvel and they give him the freedom but he like, but he allows them to, like, to be like, all right, you can do practical effects, but there's going to need to be a good amount of, you know, computer-generated effects to make it look good, to make it look like things are, like, fully happening and, like, everything is how we want them to look, then I think the movie will be fine. I, like, I, I'm not worried about, like, performances or anything. I'm not worried about... I'm not worried about, like, the plot or anything. Because, I mean, not only with it having Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch, but also it being tied into the WandaVision Disney Plus show just means that it's probably going to be even more bonkers. And probably means it might include Vision. Because since Vision's going to be a big part of WandaVision, and it's a... He's, like, a big reason that, as to Wanda discovering her, like, full potential and, like, really becoming the Scarlet Witch. I'm guessing he'll play some sort of part in Doctor Strange 2. But if he doesn't, I I will understand because they'll probably want the movie to be more focused on just Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch just as a duo, just, like you know, mixing their powers and, like, just doing the craziest shit that they can. Which, well, to be honest, I wouldn't... So, obviously, the multiverse, like, exists in the MCU. But I wouldn't be surprised if the events of that movie open up, like, the multiverse that we've seen in the comics to where it's, like, diff- like different event. Like, we'll probably, like, 
like they'll probably like fully open up the multiverse and then like who knows maybe they'll start doing like like 2099 marvel like like move like mcu movie set in the 2099 uh universe maybe they'll even like <laughs> i don't know how this would work but maybe somehow they'll like the MCU uh, multi- uh, universe will cross paths with the original Earth 616 universe. I don't know how the hell they would make that work in live action unless they got completely different actors to play the 616 versions of the characters, which, if they did that, bringing this conversation full circle, that would give Timothy Chalamet a chance to play Spider Man. Because he was up for the role of Spider Man in the MCU. But he got beat out by Tom Holland, obviously. That, honestly, that would be kind of cool. I feel like that would, like, that would definitely work. Because he, Timothy Chalamet, I feel like, especially if they did, like, older Peter for 616, like, they did, like, kind of college, kind of, like, fully adult age Peter. Like, Timothy Chalamet definitely works for that. Especially with, like, kind of the shorter hair. Like, long... Like, Timothy Chalamet looks, like, best with long hair. But I think if he just kind of, like, trimmed it down a bit and then just, like, styled it how Peter Parker in the comics does, then, I mean, he'd be 100% perfect. So, I mean, you know, if Marvel does that... I basically just gave them a free excuse to have multiple versions, basically do Spider-Verse in their own way without, you know, having Sony on their asses about getting Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire involved. And also, it'll give Timothy Chalamet the chance to play Spider-Man, which I, you know, it kind of makes me wonder what would have happened had he gotten the role. Like, would he still have done movies like Call Me By Your Name or Lady Bird or... Little Women, and also like, what like what what would have happened to Tom Holland? <laughs> like what like where would he be? I know he did stuff before he got the role of Spider Man, but like, I wonder like like would he still have gotten casted in like Cherry or The Devil All the Time or Chaos Walking? Like, it just kind of stuff like questions like that just kind of make you really think. And it's the, it's it's kind of on a lesser scale, but on like kind of the same thing as asking like, oh, what if like JFK had never been assassinated? It's, it's it's you know questions like that that sometimes keep me up at night, and sometimes send me down a deep deep rabbit hole on the internet that I cannot escape out of until it's five in the morning and I am sleep deprived. But yeah, um, also today, like few hours ago like I was just I was like I was just like chilling and like my grandma uh, came upstairs to like grab any trash that me or my uncle had and she was like she was like Zach I got some emails you got to get on top of your schoolwork like they said like you have a bunch of assignments like incomplete and just like not turned in and I was like all right you know like I don't want to do any of it, and I hate that my fucking school district is being so stingy about ending the rest of the school year. 
And, like, she said, like, she told me just, like, like, on Monday, just, like, start, like, start getting assignments done. But I didn't want to, like, because I knew if I put it off till Monday, then I would just forget. And then I just, I'd go another week without doing anything. So I was just like, fuck it. I'll sit down now and I'll, and I'll just knock out as many assignments as I, as I physically can. I sat there for, like, an hour and a half doing nothing but schoolwork. I did stuff for science I did stuff for history and I did stuff for English and I I felt I felt mentally drained by the end of it because while I didn't necessarily like I had to do two tests I had to do a test about plate tectonics and I had to do a test about Macbeth and both of them, I looked at the questions and answered them with as much cluelessness as a baby that was just born. Like, that is, like, I understand that they want us to, like, keep up our grades. But, like, you could have us keep up our grades by, like, passing us with what we have now and just ending the school year and waiting till next year. Like, most of the states around us have done like Delaware literally just ended school for the for the rest of the year like for the rest of their 2020 or 2019-2020 year and even though New Jersey the state I live in has the second highest number of coronavirus cases in the country we still aren't we still haven't we still haven't stopped our schoolwork Everyone here is stressed out about the possibility of catching the fucking virus. Meanwhile, they're shoving, they're still shoving homework tests and quizzes down our throats, acting like we have the mental capacity and the, you know, the calmness to sit, to sit down and do any of it. I, I, when I tell you, I, like, I don't think me turning in any of my assignments is going to make a difference or not. Because I passed... I I passed the first three marking periods. If, like... What is, like, what, what is the worst... Honestly, what is the worst they can do to me if I don't pass the fourth? Like, I don't get how passing a school year can be determined on... One entire fourth of the of the year. Like if I did fine for three fourths of the year, more than if I did fine for more than half of the year. What like what? Why are you, why are you like upset at me if I don't if I start getting like relaxed with when I turn in work? Why like what is what is the problem here? Why are you expecting me to try as hard when it's towards the end of the school year? Technically, because it's almost, it's literally almost the end of April. It is, it, this, this episode's coming out on April 25th. That means we have five days until, well, six technically until May 1st. Like, I, I told myself that by mid-April... I was going to have enough of doing schoolwork. It's over a week since I said that. And I'm still doing it. So either 
I'm going to stop doing my work real soon, like fully, like just no more, no more turning anything in. Or they better, you know, end the school year where it is right now, which it it's really all up to our governor to do that, which I don't know why he's being so... I don't know why he thinks that we, we either, either he thinks we enjoy it or he thinks that they're like, we still like have the mental capacity and the, the ability to want to get up out of bed and do schoolwork. I feel like he should realize by now that no one wants to still be doing this. I'm sure I'm not the only person who's like, who has just been like severely like slowing down with how like how fast they get their work turned in if they even do it at all like i'm de- i'm definitely not the only one i'll be damn i'll be surprised if i am that'll make me feel like a fucking idiot but i know kids in my school and i i know the ones that definitely are like completely fucked from here on out like just I like I don't even I don't even really have to think that much about a thought like that. Like I just if I just think of someone's name, I know that they're probably I I I know whether they're fucked or not when it comes to the end when it comes to all this shit. Like it's just kind of obvious to me and you know that's just I guess I guess that shows that I have gotten better at just like really being able to read people. Or just, like, know a person when I see them. So, yeah. (sighs) Jesus. I am so tired. So, you know, that is, you know, that means wrap-up time. Um, so, if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, my Instagram is musicbyzach. If you want to see, if you want to go see my, my tweets that consist of defending people who are getting made fun of for no reason, and also obsessing about the 1975 and Timothy Chalamet, probably now, I'm probably going to tweet a lot more about him for no reason in particular other than I can, eh, you know. My Twitter is ZachX1975. And if you want to go watch me have a ridiculous amount of energy while lip syncing to anything while sitting in my chair, go follow my TikTok at Music by Zach. But that's going to be it, folks. And uh, I'll see y'all later. Peace.